This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. I have not ever seen anything like this in my lifetime. So uh, we are uh, proceeding in a very cautious, uh, matter-of-fact way on how we do things and how we operate. That's Kenny Gibson talking about the coronavirus and the impact on his water treatment dealership in one of the nation's hotspots, Florida. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at wqa.org, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 178, and if you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And by the way, a shout out to our friends in Canada and Spain. Those two countries have the most listeners to WQA Radio outside of the United States. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to let me know where you're listening from, please send me a note at wqa at wqa.org. We're publishing this on July 22nd of 2020. And in this episode, we talk with Kenny Gibson and Amanda Moore, another Florida WQA member. Amanda is also a member of the WQA Board of Governors. We'll get their take on COVID-19, the impact on business, interaction with customers, and thoughts about the upcoming Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Later, we'll get a regulatory update from Kathleen Burbage and our WQA tip. Now, on to Amanda Moore and Kenny Gibson on... WQA Radio. And we're talking now with Amanda Moore, Vice President of Atlantic Filter down in West Palm Beach, Florida. And Amanda is also a member of the Board of Governors of WQA. So first of all, welcome to the program, Amanda. Great to have you. Thanks, Wes. Thank you for having me today. How is it going for you these days in Florida, especially being one of the hot spots where there's been such an increase in coronavirus cases? And then obviously you've had to, like everybody, uh, deal with coronavirus over the last several months. Give us kind of just your overall take on how the situation has been. Well, let me start by saying, where has the time gone and how are we almost at August? Um, the past few months have been a constant evolution. When this came to light in March, things really shut down here. Everyone sheltered in place with the expectation that we'd kick this virus in a few weeks. We at Atlantic Filter remained open, but we closed our stores for walk-in traffic. Um, as essential workers, we, like others in our industry, we had to figure out uh, how to get back out there and to keep moving forward. We had homeowners that needed clean drinking water, and we had dealers that needed products. So it it became a challenge to figure out how to keep doing what we needed to do. Over the past five months, we've done that. Uh, we reopened our stores and we adopted all the extra safety protocols as so many other businesses have. But every day, it's a little bit different than the last day. Um, as we see the news and the numbers, we've had to change the processes and the way that we've done business. What do you think uh, in terms of what you've been learning and how you've been managing through the crisis? What, what kinds of uh, lessons are there for you and for others? Well, I was recently discussing uh, this with a colleague. 
for me, it's been trying, uh, but a personally fulfilling process. My father, who led our company for decades, has been working remotely for the most part. That's caused a shift in the day-to-day management of our company. Obviously, it's a shift that was coming uh, at some time, but there are some days I feel like I've been thrown out of a plane without a parachute. I'm happy to report that so far, so good. It's really given me the opportunity to bond with my small group of employees. I've always considered us close, um, but I can say the pandemic has brought us closer. It's really rewarding to realize that you have a great group of people working together that truly want each other to succeed. How have you been able to rely on WQA for additional resources and help? Well, obviously, by now, I hope that we all realize that WQA's efforts to establish our industry as an essential one has ensured that we're all able to continue our operations. So that's the biggest help, being able to get out there and do what we do. But additionally, the WQA website, um, the COVID website, the resources to the CDC guidelines, and reopening procedures, all of the things that WQA has put up there for us to be able to access has been a huge help. Uh, as an independent dealer, it's comforting to have WQA as a resource to turn to. I also um, just recently decided to sign up some of my newer employees that we've hired for some of the MEP programs that WQA has to offer to help onboard them and introduce them to the industry. Yeah, that's great to hear because obviously there may be some opportunities here. Maybe there's some more time uh, where you can take advantage of the MEP. So good to hear that. Yeah. Uh, What's been, you know, after all you've described so far, and it certainly seems like it has been a lot, is there, has there been one like big, biggest challenge or uh, maybe even one point of inspiration that you said, ah, this is, you know, this is kind of how it's best summed up in terms of what the impact of coronavirus has been? Well, personally, I can say for me, the biggest challenge has been balancing my work and family. Um, As the mother of twin eight-year-olds, school is a distant memory at this point for me. (laughs) As we speak, they're solidifying, pushing back the start of school again and only opening in a virtual format. Um, Needless to say, this adds kind of an extra hurdle in the already complicated day-to-day that we're going through. Uh, But we're making it work, and it's been inspiring to watch my employees with children figure out a way to make it work for themselves and their children so they can continue continue to join us. Professionally, ensuring the safety of my employees has been the biggest challenge. Um, We're out there, in, in my business model, we're out there in customers' homes and interacting with the outside world every single day, doing everything I can possibly do to take steps to protect them, as well as our customers Um, is a day-to-day focus. There aren't any guarantees in this, but I want to give them the best odds at staying healthy. So that's been a huge um, focus for me and kind of a big, you know, challenge. Um, Inspiration-wise, so this is easy for me. Our industry has been the biggest inspiration to me during this. When you look around and you see endless layoffs and furloughs, I look out of this business and I see a business that remains open It's fully staffed. In fact, we're hiring and it continues to hold its own through this pandemic. It makes you ask yourself, is the water treatment industry pandemic resistant? I think it may be. Uh, We're seeing a real uptick in consumers wanting to take steps to ensure that they have high quality drinking water in their houses. People, they don't want to go to the grocery store any more um, than they need to. 
they're taking steps to make sure that they have the best quality water during their time at home. And in speaking to colleagues in the industry, it seems that this is not limited to my own business. Other industries can't report this growth. As an industry, we have the opportunity to grow and provide jobs when other industries are downsizing and struggling. And so I just think it's an amazing time to be in this industry. Really, really inspiring to hear that, that you're hiring and that uh, you're exactly right, that we have done so well as an industry throughout the uh, the crisis. Um, and things have changed. There's no question about it. People talk yep. about what's the new normal going to look like after the worst is over. What changes have you made, do you think, that will continue to be in place, either from a management perspective, business perspective, customer service perspective, that you could see moving forward? Yeah, so my new normal looks much cleaner <laughs> than it did uh, five months ago. But from a service and a dealer standpoint, I think you're going to see that these added safety precautions remain the norm. Um Will we ever send a technician into a home without a face mask or booties and gloves again? I doubt it. I think that process is here to stay. I think you're going to see sales take on a much more virtual footprint. The in-home sales presentations, you know, they're going to become fewer and farther between as we lean more on this virtual technology that's become available and everybody's learned about. Um, And I think the larger companies are going to realize that many of their employees can work remotely and that there's a cost savings to that. Your traveling sales representatives and territory managers, they're not going to fly as much. Office spaces, they may be downsized, you know, to to acclimate to fewer employees working on site. This is obviously the first time in my life that I've seen a country shut down. Um, and goodness, I hope it's the last. But the reality is that this is the new norm. And I think that in the new norm, we're all going to have a process in our business plan that includes how to handle a pandemic. And honestly, I bet most of us did not have that in place seven months ago. Also, uh, Amanda, are we looking forward to mid-year, connecting with you at mid-year? Will we oh, be, I can't be, wait. be online? And tell me about that and, so, and what your hope is. I am really excited about, obviously, um, you know, I'm really excited about the format that WQA is putting together for mid-year. And I think one of the huge value adds to people is that mid-year has been an event that um, not as many people travel to, depending on their positions within the company. So I'm looking forward to having my staff actually attend our virtual mid-year and see what that event's all about to sit in the retail, you know, the dealer section and the manufacturer section. And these are opportunities that they would not have had due to travel expense and whatnot, but I can bring them into this mid-year event and have them participate. So they get to see a little bit more about what I get to go out and do on a regular basis. Um, And then I think that really helps them draws them into WQA and makes them realize the wider scope of what we're doing as an industry versus just in our little shop here. So I think it's going to be great. I know WQA is doing a great job. I've seen some of the the sneak peek and it looks fantastic. All right. Yes, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, thank you so much for those comments. That's uh, that's great to know that that, that virtual um, opportunity is going to be so yep. great. 
So Amanda, thank you. We want to uh, again thank Amanda Moore, Vice President of Atlantic Filter in West Palm Beach, Florida, for joining us and giving us an update from her perspective. So we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much, Wes. Take care and be safe. Hey, we're going to catch up with Kenny Gibson in Florida. Kenny is a longtime WQA member. He is president of Absolute Water Management, Inc., an Echo Water Systems dealer down in Venice, Florida. Uh, You join us at a time where I know a lot's on your mind these days, and I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, you know, carve out a little time for us. So appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, Wes. Thank you very much. Uh, Glad to be here with you today. And a a shout out to all my fellow WQA uh, members. Uh, We certainly miss you guys. And we're sorry that we didn't get to see you at convention. And we look forward to a time when we can. Absolutely. We we will look forward to those in-person encounters, which will uh, not come soon enough, I think, for a lot of us. And uh, for now, though, of course, We are continuing with plans for a virtual mid-year. We'll talk more about that in a bit and and, uh, get your thoughts on the value of the mid-year leadership conference. But I wanted to get back to COVID for a little bit. What's changed uh, as a result of COVID-19 and uh, the cases and how you doing with this latest increase as we talk here mid-July? So, Wes, it's as a human being, as a business owner, as an employer, it's very concerning at, at many levels. First and foremost, of course, uh, for me, would be the employees and the customer safety. Um, you know, as a company, uh, we are following all the necessary guidelines for the safety of the employees and the customers, uh, such as the mask, social distancing, uh, sanitation. Um, these are all very important things because at the end of the day, the health of the customers, the health of the employees uh, is most paramount in my mind. Uh, I have not ever seen anything like this in my lifetime. So uh, we are uh, proceeding in a very cautious uh, manner of fact way on how we do things and how we operate. You know, the, the economics of the crisis is certainly concerning too, um, because with with the uh, closing of the state uh, and the reopening, uh, the revenues are certainly down because we do have a an aging population in Florida. So a lot of those people are very concerned about uh, secondary type things that could make it more potentially harmful to them if they were to get COVID-19. So, you know, as a business, we've seen about uh, somewhere between a 15 and 16 percent decrease uh, year to date over last year. Uh, you know, we we feel fortunate uh, that it's it's only that. And as a business, we've made adjustments uh, to counter that. And obviously, uh, the things that are available through the SBA uh, have been very helpful in that manner too. Uh, some of the Biggest changes we've made as a company uh, would be obviously practicing social distancing in both our retail store and in the field. Uh, so, uh, all in all, uh, we've been very blessed as a company thus far. To the you know best of our knowledge, uh, none of our employees uh, have uh, 
had COVID-19, we will continue to practice all the recommended guidelines and hopefully that will continue uh, with obviously the the mass increase in our state right now. How have uh, customers been responding to the kinds of things you've been doing and and what uh, what maybe changes you you mentioned obviously the main thing has been you've been concerned about the safety and the masking up and all of those kinds of things following CDC guidelines of course and uh, as we would expect but but just in general talk a little bit about how that's affected business and how customers have responded I tell you for the for the most part Wes the customers have uh, been very positive um, as far as uh, socially distancing themselves, uh, accommodating us to help them in their service needs. Uh, you know, n- we've had no issues with uh, people not willing to uh, practice those guidelines. So we're very fortunate. You know, for us, we're also in the water vending business and we have uh, water vending machines throughout town and also uh, three very, very busy machines at our own location that operate pretty much 24 seven. So we have uh, have quite a bit of signage and tape uh, for social distancing at the vending machines. And we also uh, are continually sanitizing uh, the machines, the buttons. We encourage people wear gloves. Uh, and you know, purified water is very important to people. So we've seen an uptick in the vending business. Uh, you know, obviously with the service business and the new unit sale business, we've seen a little bit of a decline uh, due to not being able to get out to someone's home. Again, over I'm sure their concerns uh, of potentially contracting this this disease right now. So that that would probably be the biggest things that I see. Right. That's uh, interesting that you point out the vending business. That's uh, an interesting part of the whole picture. And uh, what changes do you think, uh, Kenny, that you've made will likely stay in place, do you think, once the crisis has passed? And we don't know, of course, when that's going to be, six months, nine months, a year, or even longer. Well, one of the things that I think that I feel more comfortable doing now is some of the remote work that we do with our employees. Uh, we have software from a customer service perspective and financial perspective where we can work remotely. So we do have uh, some uh, employees that would be considered at risk, uh, you know, due to age. So, you know, we have the ability to let those employees work from home, which is really nice. So. Uh, I could see maybe us doing some of that even in the future when this is not a problem just for productivity. Uh, One of the other things that I think everyone is much more diligent at is the fact of cleaning, keeping things clean, uh, self-cleaning, just uh, being very thorough about washing hands all the time. I I think uh, probably maybe all of us maybe would be guilty of not doing as good as a job uh, as we probably should have before this crisis. But I think that uh, with this crisis, it's really opened up everyone's eyes. And I I see uh, people uh, really being diligent about washing their hands constantly, uh, sanitizing. So hopefully, I think those things will stay in place after uh, hopefully this thing, uh, you know, we are in a position where it's, it's no longer a crisis. 
You know, that's a really good point. I think that uh, I would probably include myself in this. I think some of us were a little bit even dismissive of some of the practices that we are now really adhering to. And um, and it's a good thing. That is a good thing, you know, uh, from a long term perspective. So anyway, um, hey, hey, how about WQA? I know we always are interested in how our members respond to what we're able to do from a resources standpoint. Have we been able to help? Yeah, I really think so. Um, in a lot of different areas, of course, the constant contact uh, information that is sent out, uh, I think, is very useful. Uh, you know, you have a lot of dealers that uh, or even uh uh, manufacturers that are maybe on the smaller side and perhaps they don't have as much time to do research onto potential uh, assistance and benefits that are out there. So I think WQA has done a really good job of letting people know about the different programs through the Small Business Administration, the Payroll Protection Program, the Economic uh, Disaster Loan Program. Uh, and then also, as you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, the things that you guys have been able to do on a virtual basis. Uh, you know, I think as an association, we were forced in to do some of that stuff before the crisis with the weather that we've had in Florida that has canceled some of our events. And I think uh, looking back at it now, it's probably a good thing that some of that stuff happened because it, I think, really prepared these prepared the association uh, to do things on a virtual basis. Um, the other thing, I think that has been very helpful is the groundwork the government affairs um, part of the association has laid over the last, you know, decade and especially in the last five or six years with all the, the visits to the different elected officials, whether it's through the state or our D.C. trips, it certainly has educated uh, these officials on what we do and and from the very beginning, uh, the people in our industry were essential. And uh, I think that's really a, a big win for us, uh, obviously staying safe doing it. But I think uh, I know everybody that I know in this business is very grateful that we were allowed to continue to do our jobs and provide people with good water. So uh, the uh, WQA deserves uh, a big uh, credit for that. So... Well, great to hear that you feel that way, and thank you for uh, for the support. We're glad, obviously, to do that. And yeah, kudos to uh, David Loveday and the Government Affairs, along with Kathleen Burbage, and uh, you know, as you say, laying the groundwork. And of course, our our uh, Gebhardt Government Affairs group in Washington. And I know you and I touched base in D.C. back in March. That was a long time ago now. <laughs> yes, it but, was. You know, and a lot has happened since then. So, hey, I mentioned the, the Mid-Year Leadership Conference. We're excited about it. It's coming up in September. We're not going to be able to meet in person. We know that. But we are planning uh, another virtual get-together. So tell me about the impact that Mid-Year has for you and why you're uh, going to be involved. Well, you know, being... Being a committee member uh, for four or five years now, I've been involved in all the mid-years. And I think it's very important uh, because it keeps us all connected as a group. It keeps us working on the common cause of uh, informing the network of people in our industry and also people outside of our industry. 
on exactly what we're doing and new products that become available and opportunity uh, to learn about uh, uh, the current crisis and how we're handling it. Uh, not to mention uh, the person-to-person -person contact, even though we can't do it in a physical way right now, we, we still can see each other virtually. And I think that's extremely important. Uh, you know, for me, uh, it's, it's certainly, uh, I miss uh, being there physically because unfortunately the hurricane knocked us out uh, last year. And then the year before uh, the hurricane knocked out myself and Amanda Wakeham because we couldn't get out of Florida. So we've had a little bit of bad luck of, of getting there. Uh, so uh, I really look forward to, you know, when we have the opportunity to do it in a face-to-face -face basis, physically uh, going to a location. But I am so grateful that we have an opportunity to at least do it virtually and still be able to learn and, and uh, hook up with everybody and, and move, move forward as an association and continue to grow. Kenny Gibson, president of Absolute Water Management down in Venice, Florida, joining us on WQA Radio. Kenny, great catching up with you. All the best to you and your team and family members as well. Hope you continue to stay safe. Well, thank you, Wes. And again, I uh, same to all the, all the great people in our association. I, I wish that everyone stays safe and has success in these difficult times. This is Kathleen Burbage, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. In June of 2020, New Jersey continued on its path of establishing enforceable regulations on federally unregulated contaminants. The New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection published its final rule on health-based drinking water standards for PFOS and PFOA. The formal maximum contaminant level in the state for PFOA is now 14 parts per trillion, and for PFOS is now 15 parts per trillion. In 2018, New Jersey became the first state to adopt an enforceable standard for PFNA in drinking water, another contaminant in the PFAS family. We are continuing to track state-adopted maximum contaminant levels across the country for you. You will find more information on New Jersey and other states in the U.S. Regulatory Info Search on WQA.org. Also, you can watch the movement of proposed legislation through the WQA Bills List on WQA's Government Affairs webpage. I am Kathleen Burbage for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. Continue to check out the coronavirus resources on the WQA website. We've got new information on the Paycheck Protection Program and other resources, a video that steps you through the various pages. We've got a, a resource called COVID-19 and Drinking Water. All of this is available at wqa.org slash coronavirus. Education is available as well. Our live virtual education sessions that were held in April are all recorded and available for on-demand playback. You'll be able to see the recorded sessions throughout the year by going to wqa.org slash convention, clicking on the education tab. If you did not register for convention or for those sessions, you can still do so. Uh, they are terrific resources for you and your entire team. And uh, even better deal, join WQA. Become a member now and you'll get free access to all of that terrific education. Again, join now for access 
to that great education. Go to wqa.org membership. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.